to another episode of Parminio for the modern day chief of staff message and mission CEO and chief of staff why is it that message and just kind of high level talk about what we're going to review here today first of all we're going to talk about one of the core dilemmas of the CEO that we discussed on another podcast that has all to do with messaging and mission and developing common themes and reinforcing them and why it's so important. We're then going to discuss the psychological impacts of message and mission and talk about how um, the brain works when it comes to repetition and fluency of messages and why it's under why it's really important to understand the psychological mechanisms at play so that we can utilize these in the work that we do. Third, we're going to use a case study um, to illustrate some of these points and why it's so important to have a common message and mission and theme that's developed and then reinforced for the organization to get everybody moving in the same direction. Uh, we're going to use the uh, Satya Nadella and Microsoft as a case study to illustrate this. We're going to talk about then why it's important and what's critical about this for a, a chief of staff to understand and learn and know how this works in their organization um, so that they can be a reinforcer of the common themes, the mission, uh, and the, the common purpose which exists for the organization so that the chief of staff can reinforce those messages and also act as a very effective representative and proxy uh, for the chief of staff to speak for them in the same way that they want to be spoken for when they're talking about the mission and the themes and the big picture and the vision of the organization. And then finally, we're gonna talk about how we can use this, this model um, for the chief of staff role because when you hear people talk about the chief of staff role there's a lot of confusion um, that exists because people can't explain the role in a crisp simplistic way that's meaningful so let's apply this same model to the chief of staff role and then we can perhaps do the same thing for the role of chief of staff simplify it make it more understandable reinforce it and become more persuasive around it all right, so let's get back um, to uh, what we wanted to start with here, and that is one of the dilemmas that Bain Consulting identified, and we talked about this on another podcast, Six Dilemmas of the CEO. One of the common dilemmas that Bain identified in their work with CEOs is around how do I get all the people in the organization moving in the same direction? It's very hard, right? It takes a lot of work. And it takes the correct approach and the right technique too. And we're gonna get into why that is the case. But in that research and in that podcast, um, what Bain talks about is A, you have to develop some simplistic high-level common themes that relate to where you're going, the vision that you are, you, where you want to end up. They have to be simple, easy to understand, easy to digest. Secondly, you want to reinforce them in everything you do in the organization, through your communications cadence, through the behaviors and the actions of the leaders of the organization, through the words that they use, 
they need to be reinforced on an ongoing basis, right? We're gonna talk about why that's so important in a minute. And then third, um, they need to be integrated and aligned with the objectives and goals and the things that are going on in the organization that helps to reinforce them as well, of course, and make sure it ensures that people are working on the things that help us to get where we're going, right? Messaging and mission are important elements from a psychological perspective as well. A direction and a sense of progress are going to lead um, to a sense of optimism, especially if we're making progress towards that goal, right? When you have goal achievements, when you have recognition for that and you are rewarded for goal achievements, people feel better about themselves. We know that from the research, right? We also know from the research that leaders that are decisive and have a bias for action also are more trusted by followers, right? We, we talked about that in one of our podcasts on decisiveness. We want to be decisive. We want to have a bias for action. We don't want to be reckless as we're doing it. We want to be deliberate and methodical. And leaders that display that and that are more decisive, they are trusted by the organization for many, many reasons why. If you're not decisive and you're not making decisions, what happens to the organization? You fall into the abyss. You're not making progress. We're not moving towards that vision. We're stuck. And everybody, maybe not everybody, a lot of people have experienced that in different organizations. That's one of the key things why organizations fail. They don't get everybody moving in the same direction and they're not making continued progress. Well, that's one of the key roles of the chief of staff, of course, is to ensure and pace things so we're beating to that drum and we're moving forward, right? One of the things about decisiveness is that we can illustrate it through an example. Let's just take the scenario where you're the captain of a ship. You're down in the Antarctic Circle and you're sailing along, got a pretty big crew, and all of a sudden there's a big storm on the horizon. And these winds are powerful, 30, 40 foot waves, you're heading straight into it. The crew is gonna look to you um, to assure them that you will be able to make it through this storm. Now, if the crew looks at the captain and the captain looks flushed and, and fearful and anxious and not making decisions, the crew is in their confidence in that captain is gonna erode significantly. And if the captain doesn't start making decisions, the crew will start making it for him. And that crew will never sail with that captain again, I can assure you of that. Scenario B, you have the same situation except you have a different captain. And when the crew looks at this captain, the captain is calm, composed, no fear. He's making decisions. He knows exactly what he needs to do. We're gonna sail straight into these waves so that we're not capsized. We're gonna do it at this speed and pace. Let's make our moves. Let's go now. The crew sees this. They are, sees that the captain has a sense of decisiveness and taking action from prior experience and their prior knowledge about how to handle storms like this, right? And so the crew looks at the captain with a greater sense of confidence and trust. As we're crafting themes and consistent visions and developing a common purpose, we must reinforce it with 
the words that we use and the communications that are used, and they must be consistent and relevant. And we must also um, reinforce it by the actions that we take. We have to have a bias for action. We have to be taking action and being decisive. All those things support the common themes that are built in the reinforcing of them. One other aspect about the psychological aspects um, and of, of developing uh, messaging through simple themes and statements and then reinforcing them with repetition is that there's a lot of research on this and why that is effective, all right? Um, Beg, uh, B-E-G-G, -G, did a, some research work with some others in 1992. What it showed was that people rate statements that they have heard before that have been repeated as more valid or true. Um, so what this tells us is that as people hear these repeated statements over time, in general, people will believe that they are more valid or true. What the corollary of this is, is that as people believe statements to be truer, they're more likely to be persuaded by them. Aha, so now if we develop common themes that are simple to understand and we're reinforcing them, what happens? As people hear them, they are more likely to believe, um, be believed as valid or true, and then those same people are more likely to be persuaded by them. Thus, we want to have simple themes, reinforce them to get people to buy into the vision and to the common purpose of the organization. Also, which is another factor in this, is that easy to understand statements are deemed more likely to be true because they require less processing in the brain to happen, right? Simple messages with repetition and reinforcement lead to greater believability and greater persuasive power. Um, this has uh, its roots in an idea theory called cognitive fluency. Um, it basically states that as statements are heard and repeated over time, um, they become more fluent in the mind. The mind more easily accepts them. And because they're more easily accepted, they're more likely to be valid or true. Because they're more likely to be valid or true, they're more persuasive. Thus, the psychological elements that tell us that we want to develop common themes for the organization, we then want to reinforce them in the organization. As we do that, people will then become more um, able to buy into the consistent vision and the common purpose that has been set forth, forth by the CEO and the organization for everyone to follow along. Let's go through uh, a case study now. We're gonna use a um, specific one to illustrate this, and it's gonna be Microsoft and Satya Nadella, all right? I don't know if people are aware of what's happened at Microsoft, but there's been quite a turnaround in the last four or five years, mainly due to Satya's leadership and vision uh, that he has set forth in the organization. They've gained quite a bit of, of shareholder value, They've gone from an organization which is non-relevant in terms of technology, technology and technological um, disruption, so to speak, to one that has, has more of an edge to them now, right? So Satya has done an incredible job when you look at that organization um, and turning it around and getting it to have a unified and consistent vision and common purpose. And let's just walk through the case study now. 
And through this model, we can have three main um, key points that we want to look at that Satya has used. First of all, is starting with the big picture. Um, second, is using consistent language and themes to support that big picture. And third, um, is kind of this rule of three. The rule of three says that people basically group things in the group scenes of three or four. And after you add more to it, it gets harder to, uh, to remember and harder to process, right? So the rule of three to support um, the big picture. All right, so starting with the big picture, Satya developed a, a, a vision that says, embracing our future, the intelligent cloud and the intelligent edge. So that's the future statement, um, the simple common theme that Satya wants to rally everybody around at Microsoft, right? He then uses consistent language and themes to help support these concepts, right? In a book that he wrote, he talks about unarticulated customer needs will drive our innovation. And then in emails to the employees of Microsoft that support the big picture theme, he talks about our sense of unmet and unarticulated customer needs will drive our innovation. So again, he's using consistent themes and consistent language to drive reinforcement of the big picture. The rule of three. He then uses three supporting statements that help to support the consistent vision and the common purpose of where they want to head. And what he says is that computing in the cloud and edge um, are more powerful in terms of how they're done. That supports the vision. AE, our AI capabilities, um, are becoming um, much more relevant and they help power this, the intelligent cloud, the intelligent edge. And then the physical and the virtual worlds are colliding and coming together. And this helps to support the vision that uh, Microsoft wants to head towards. So again, start with the big picture. Um, and in this case, it's Microsoft is embracing our future, the intelligent cloud and the intelligent edge, using consistent language and themes to support it. And then the rule of three, three supporting statements to support the future vision and the common purpose. And then what they do at Microsoft and what Satya has done is reinforce this. Reinforce this in how they talk and speak. Reinforce it in the communications cadence and reinforce it in the actions, decisive actions that support this common direction. And so for the chief of staff, if I'm uh, Nadella's chief of staff, what I want to do is I want to faithfully represent these themes. I want to be able to speak to them just as he would. I want to speak about them in appropriate ways at the appropriate times. If I'm representing him at a venue or an event or a meeting or a conference, I want to be able to speak uh, to these ideas and represent them in the same way um, that my partner, the CEO, would. Because then what I'm doing, I'm helping to extend the shadow of the CEO. I'm helping to extend and reinforce these concepts and themes in the organization. We're making them more powerful and persuasive in the organization. And that makes it much easier for people to buy into this consistent vision and this common purpose that we have. And so if I'm doing that and I learn and master these and how to speak to them, I can more faithfully execute my role as chief of staff in representing the CEO and as being their proxy. 
And of course, if they see me doing this, they're going to be um, much more confident in my abilities and much more value. They're going to feel I'm a much more valued partner. So that's one of the things you want to do if you're a chief of staff is really understand these and echo these throughout the organization. Okay, so now um, let's apply this same model um, to the chief of staff role. And it's, it's, it's a good opportunity to try and do that because if you've read anything out there, you've read you know, people talking about the chief of staff, you know, it's not something you can describe and there's no core, core role or definition for the job. And even people that have a lot of experience that have talked about this role will say things like, well, it's just different in every organization. You can't really define it. Or they'll say something like, it's, it's really a catch-all of these different types of things for an organization. There's really no common definition. It depends. The thing about those statements is they don't offer any sense of unifying vision or purpose to the role. They don't really have a sense of any inspiration behind them or direction or progress that you can head towards. Um, if we want to create a consistent vision and common purpose, we have to say, what about these roles? What do we have in common? And how do we speak to it so it gives us a sense of purpose and, and, and vision about where we want to head if you're a chief of staff or if you want to inspire other people in the organization to follow you as the chief of staff. So let's, let's employ this role here. Let's, let's use this model that Microsoft used. Step one, start with the big picture. Step two, use consistent language and themes to support the big picture. Step three, you a rule of three, three statements that help to support where we're getting to go um, in the future. So if we have a statement such as, such as this, if we say, what is the core role of, this, of, the, of the chief of staff? If we say, the core role of the chief of staff is to implement the agenda of their partner, whether that's the CEO, the CFO, the COO, the university president, that is the core role. And it really is, isn't it? If you're, at the end of the day, if you're not implementing the agenda that they want uh, done and helping them to do it, whether it's via proxy skills or, in, or driving initiatives and projects through the organization, whether it's prioritizing things and scheduling them, you're probably not going to be successful. So at the end of the day, no matter what you are doing, no matter what disparate functions you're doing, you're doing things to, number one, implement and drive the agenda of the CEO or your partner. Now, how do we do that, right? We talk about that's the core role. How do we do that? First of all, we build a foundation of trust with our partners. Again, whether it's a CEO or another person, we build a foundation of trust based upon the behaviors and the actions and the things that we do, right? As we build a foundation of our trust with our partner, we then are allowed to drive the agenda by synchronizing people, processes, and projects through the operating cycle, synchronizing them, moving the pieces to get things done. That's really what chiefs of staff do. And then third, we drive the operating rhythm by using skills that are specific to the chief of staff. Proxy representation skills, project process skills, facilitation, project management, stakeholder analysis, 
strategy and advisory, and scheduling, prioritizing. Those are the skill sets that the Chief of Staff uses to drive and implement the agenda of the CEO. Now, if you think about it from that perspective, the commonalities that we have and start from there versus all the disparate uh, individual things, we can paint a picture that has a consistent vision and a common purpose. So then if we're talking about the role of the chief of staff to internal or external people, we can articulate it with a consistent theme that's simple and easy to understand. Our goal, my job, is to implement the agenda of the CEO. That's reflective in the goals and objectives of the organization. And how I do that is by, by building a, a trusting foundation with my partner through the actions and, and things that I do. And because I can do that, I synchronize and orchestrate the people, processes, and projects that are flowing through the organization, initiatives, things that have to get done. And I use a set of specific skills, proxy pro project, advisory scheduling to drive these things and drive the rhythm of the operating cycle. A much more simplistic way of describing the role of the chief of staff, easy to understand, easy to kind of comprehend and easy to have an inspiration about now. Now we have a sense of progress, a sense of direction that gives the role a much greater sense of purpose and it unifies the role. I'd like to hear anybody else, if anybody else has a common way of describing this, that would be fantastic, we'd love to hear it. This is just one idea, all right? Um, it's the idea that we promote, it's the pro our point of view, um, but we'd love to hear other points of view as well. All right, so uh, what we've covered here again on this podcast is why th common themes are powerful and why they need to be developed and how they need to be reinforced. It gives a sense of, of positive, uh, emotions and positive direction to the organization. Psychologically, it has very powerful benefits. It leads people to be more persuaded by these statements and gets them to buy into the consistent vision and the common purpose. Uh, we looked at a case study for Microsoft, how well it's being done. Obviously, other things have to be done in the organization, but this is the top level thing that unifies people towards a common vision and goal. And then we talked about how we can use that same model um, that, that Nadella used on the chief of staff role on describing what a chief of staff does in a very simple, um, easy to understand, but powerful and compelling manner. All right, so if you would uh, like to have more information, please contact us on our, and go to our website, parmenio, P-A-R-M-E-I-O.co, and uh, contact, contact us with any questions you have. Or please send an email to Glenn, G-L-E-N-N, -N, at parmenio.co. Thank you once again for listening to another episode of Parmenio.